hit him with his shit. His chair already squeaking. I'm good. Mm. That's, it's just gonna be on her. It's just gonna what be on. What is joke? What's, What's up? up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> I can cut it. Right. No, you good? You can leave that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome to this week's edition of the Technical File Podcast, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. My name is Tim T I M. K-I-N-Z. <laughs> I almost forgot my damn name. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, I am the Eric J. Okay. Oh. B. Okay. Ohio the only. State. The one and only. Oh. Oh. He's number early. one. The most important. Number Priority Ooh. number one. Ooh. Numero uno. Ooh. Shots fired. Oh, no. He's starting early. Okay. I am Camille, and I am the point guard of the crew. I'm the girl next door, and I'm the real-life Tifa Lockhart. <laughs> yeah, I meant to Google. I wonder how many people. I, I, I meant to Google Tifa Lockhart. Ask, Lockhart, ask your wife who Tifa Lockhart is. She'll know. Final Fantasy Seven. What up? Oh, oh Tifa. Yeah, that was over my there, head. There you oh, go. Oh, gotcha. There. Okay. All right. The gamer. Hey, love it. Yeah, that was way over my head. But okay. It's a classic. <laughs> but I'm the K of the group. K Harris, the gentleman, aka K Diddy, out here doing your thing. Out here, Diddy bopping. Take that, take that. <laughs> that one, baby. Hey. So how was everybody's week? I mean, we just kind of saw each other on Saturday, so we only got like half a week to talk about. We got three whole days. Well, four? Three. Is it four days? Today's make, to make, today's make four. four. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Father's Day was on Sunday. Yes. Father's Day was chill. It was laid back. And, you know, the monster ran around. You know, I, <laughs> I heard from uh, my daughter's mom. You know, everything was all good. Nice. I, well, I heard from my daughter. She sent me pictures and stuff like that with the, you know... She made me little Reese's Pieces and said that she missed me the pieces or something Aww. like that. So oh, that's was, cute. It was cute. I was like, oh, I love my monsters. Yeah, but um, other than that, <laughs> it's been a short week from this podcast, so ain't really too much popped off of me. Man, I've been busy, like, busy as the Dickens, I'm telling you. As like, the Dickens. As the Dickens, man. Work's been, work been crazy. Everybody who's listening, I have my performance review on Friday, so send some positive energy because I need a raise. <laughs> I, guess, I guess June is that month because they're doing our uh, performance reviews right now. Too. So, man, I got that going on. I mean, work is busy. We're kind of short-staffed. Um, I'm planning this Brewer's Tailgate for the, for hey, the friends. Turn up. Turn up. Uh, turn up. Next weekend with the mister. So we we got like 37 people coming up. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Is, it, is that's that the biggest nice one crowd. so far? It's the big, biggest one so far. What yeah. was it last year, like 25? I think last year was 30 even. Yeesh. So we're nice. growing the reason that we're growing, I realize, because everybody getting married and everybody got somebody. Family's expanding. And yeah. Stuff. Well, so. not everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, oh. you said it, not me. I mean, yeah. It's, it's probably somebody listening like, well, I ain't got nobody, but I'm coming. There will be other singles at the tailgate <laughs> if you're planning to come. Turn up. Singles. Love connection. What up? <laughs> and listen, and if y'all y'all can't make no love connection, best believe I'll be there turn. What's the I'm gonna be turned right with, with Tim. I, I, I play Cupid. See, I'm Tim Hype Man for the whole different for the direction. Like, no, oh no, 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 no. I was like, Sam about the. Right. No. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good over here. Over around these parts, we good. I know you good. <laughs> I clap for my best friend. Well, how, how was y'all week, uh, Ken? Eric? So um, my week was pretty cool. Um, today I had, went to the eye doctor. I'm, uh, I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, I can't see stuff as far. I've been squinting all the time, but ruining your eyes. Yeah, I know. They said I had astigmatism, so I gotta go pick up my glasses tomorrow. So yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna be out here wearing glasses. I lost mine already. 
Sad. <laughs> hey, shout out to my insurance though. My insurance is a one for real. Like I would have to pay like five hundred dollars, but I only got to pay like thirty. That's tight. Oh, exactly. That's so really I was like, good. Let me for get, real. Let me work where you work. Man, I'm saying, what up? We hiring? I can. I'm the hire. I'm the one who hire. It's nothing. <laughs> How about you, Eric? Anything? Uh, I mean, it's my uh, second. Wait, no, it's probably my favorite week of the year. It's draft week. So <laughs> taking off early. Taking off early. Not going in on Friday. Celebrating? No. <laughs> <laughs> Any shout outs for the week? I got one. Shout out to my boy Julian who just had his little Pokemon. Hey. That's what's up. Shout, shout out. out to little Hendrix. That is oh, a, that, that, that's his Hendrix name. Hendrix Anastasio? Is that how you say He it? said it's like pistachio with an Anna in front. So Anastasio. So Anastasio? Hendrix Anastasio Verdun. Oh, that's, that's pretty. A, that's, that's a dope. dope name. Yeah, that's, that's a dope name. He gonna grow up to do some epic things. With I a name swear, like that. that's a dope name. I mean, his daddy is gonna help him <laughs> along the way. Why are you making that face? <laughs> he gonna do some epic. <laughs> 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 he might win a pokey battle or two. That's a dope name. <laughs> <laughs> um, my shoutouts for the week will go to. Uh, I really don't have none, so I give it to my wife. Love you, babe. See you at home. I thought you had to shout out See Isaiah. Then he say that. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I said I didn't know, but you know what? I'll give it to him. So, um, <clears throat> shout out to Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah Weatherall, dub for t- to some. Um, Zeke to some, too. But uh, Isaiah, Isaiah is uh, apparently the originator of the Tim Stats hashtag. Um, according to him, that he 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 started the whole Tim Stats thing. So, uh if you're ever wondering, I, I did give a background of as to why, but... It's on our social media pages as we speak. So when y'all listen to this, it'll already be under there for a whole day or something like that. <laughs> right. So shout out to Dub for uh, the Tim Stats. Ken said he's trying to see you on the court, Dub. Oh, yeah, Dub. Bro, we got a hoop. So just let me know. <laughs> Hit me up. I mean, anytime. I'm always off on weekends, bro. We can get it in. I heard you got bad knees, bro. He said he gonna hit you at that Escalade game, bro. Uh, uh, yeah. He I'm, said he I'm, gonna sham god you out here, bro. Sham god. And one mixtape out here. <laughs> Any other shout outs? Um. No. Well, shout out to everyone that's listening. Um. Shout out to to sweats and suits too. To my boys over there, easy and stew. Shout out to y'all, big ups. But you know, I'm still gotta rock with the Eric J over here, the E of the technical file <laughs> so you know that's who i gotta rock with you know i love you easy but Capital you know e. we gotta keep it gangsta out here i mean if he was real eric he wouldn't go by easy though right <clears throat> see that was my point <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my point i was saving it for the end but yeah like, we'll, we'll get to it we'll get, yeah, to, we'll get to it <laughs> um before we get into the week's topics i know y'all have been paying attention to what's been happening in the basketball world i uh, just want to plug our social media Technical File Podcast on Facebook, at Technical File on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at the end of the show, we will drop our individual social media handles for you to follow us for your viewing and reading pleasure. Yeah, so Tim, like, get it straight now. Like, make sure you <laughs> Everything is T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-3. Everything is Tim Kins 3. So we good. We good okay. on that one. All right. And then we'll tomorrow, said, yeah. which is today, if you're listening, because it's dropping <laughs> on, on Thursday, Thursday uh, our own Eric J., will be live tweeting the NBA draft and he will also be providing some draft content on our Twitter page so make sure y'all check that out uh, this is his birthday not for real but like unofficially uh, so the best day of the year <laughs> <laughs> so check that information out it's going to be a fun day we think we're going to all watch the, game, or the draft at my place tomorrow and do some live booking I don't know what you call it live <laughs> it's not live tweeting it's Facebook live Facebook live there you go 
that's not a verb though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're gonna be doing that tomorrow, <laughs> today, whatever. So check us out on that platform as well. And now to talk about what everybody's been waiting to talk about, all the stuff that's happening in the basketball world. So first, the biggest bombshell, the big three starts on Sunday. <laughs> 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 if we have some horns, throw some horn sound effects up in there. <laughs> that's big news. That's big news. No, I'm playing. Uh, but it does start on Sunday. But there's been some trades in the NBA world. Uh, Boston traded the number one pick uh to the 76ers for the number three pick and a future first. That future first has different protections on it. So (laughs) they might not get it next year, but they would get it the year after. So general feelings, thoughts on that trade? I think it was a a good trade for Boston as they're they're still in the top three. They're still in an area where they can take a potential future budding superstar. Um, But they also picked up a couple more picks in that trade. So... Doing that, they're they're still loading up to pick up a superstar. I'm not sure exactly which one they're going to go after because there are so many names now coming to of what trade rumors for Boston. But they now they have enough picks. I would assume according uh, along with the top three pick to package to grab somebody that can make a big impact right away, as opposed to you know drafting a, a somebody for the future. Granted. I mean, their GM is nice, so I mean, whatever he do, I, I'm kind of, it's kind of one of those few GMs that actually trust whatever he's going to do with. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good look for both teams, actually. Um, anytime you can get the number one pick two years in a row, that's always a good look um, for the 76ers. Uh, but Boston is doing, I think they're doing great things. I've seen that the GM said that he's you know, willing to take risks this year and everything like that. So as a Boston fan, I, I mean, if, you know, for all you Boston fans out there, I'll be excited, you know, because it's good things that are coming. Um, you know, you guys are can possibly get another superstar there. You already got a good core. So just adding on to those pieces there, definitely Boston is going to be a, a contender for years to come. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree whole, wholeheartedly. Um, like, that was kind of like the theme of everything that happened this week was that a lot, all of the trades were win-win. Like, um, it worked. It works well for each team, like what they got back. Like, Boston slides back and they pick up an extra asset. Philly has more assets than they know what to do with. <laughs> so, like, the fact that they were able to, like, package that to get go up and get the guy that they wanted that wouldn't be there at three, um, like, that works out perfectly. Boston apparently wasn't that sold on Markel Fultz or they didn't like the fit or whatever it was. Um, so they were able to jump back, pick up an extra asset, which they can then use in the future if they choose to trade it. Um, so I think we, we all know that Fultz is going to Philly, but yeah. – who do you guys think is Boston's target at three? Well, that ain't I, I keep hearing. Right <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was there. <laughs> it looked like um, Justin Jackson refuses to not Justin Josh. Jackson. Josh Jackson refuses to work out for because Boston. he wants a guarantee. He's not gonna work out if they're not gonna draft. Listen, him. bro, you ain't in. But I thought he said he didn't have time to work out with with no, seventy six. He does. He's not working out for him. He just refused to work out for, for the him. Celtics. Okay. Yeah, okay. like when we say like he refused, like his agents refused. Right, like, it's, not it's not like, like he's not out here like I don't want to like go to Boston. Like it's just <laughs> his people are like, hey, we need, we should get you where you're actually going to get drafted, right? Or where you're like the best situation for you. Like that's what he's paying them for. So I mean, he's still a top three pick. That's also money. Each pick that you go lower, you're also losing some money. But if it 
he can make it up on the back end because he actually gets paying time and more endorsements or whatever it is like there might be a that might be a better avenue for him than going to a team that's contending where he might not play so with everything boston has been doing because i mean i agree with y'all i think i like the move uh Philly in particular, um, if they can actually keep their players healthy, uh, they should have a really fun team. I actually mm-hmm. saw that they've sold 14,000 season tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, they're leading the NBA right now in season tickets. That's, that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're trusting the process, for real. They're going to be a mo- – I, I think if the healthy squad, if they live up to their potential, they're going to be monsters. I mean, I already like Embiid's game. We haven't seen Simmons play in the league yet. Not really, but um, – they got some. They got some pieces over there, and if Fultz lives up to his potential, they're gonna be yeah. monsters. They'll be and nice. That, that was the thing with last year. Like I, I wasn't sure what type of team they could build around and be and Simmons, given their, like they're really unique players. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fultz really fits perfectly with yeah. what they because he's a very versatile player. Right. He like fills in the gap. So again, if they can all stay healthy, which is a big if. Seems to be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> they should be a team that is set up for the next 10 years. I definitely look forward to Bucks 76ers matchups in the future. Yeah, they, uh, Even though our, our GM is taking shots, or not the GM, no, our no. owner is taking little subtle shots at Philly, which I was like, dog, chill. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> hey, they, they come back, they're going to have a, a vendetta against us. Right. I mean, yeah. So, outside of the Boston-Philly trade, um, Paul George told the Pacers oh, – I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun. You are. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> Lakers. Ken, everybody been waiting to hear from you. I know, I know. The Lakers traded <clears throat> D'Angelo Russell and Timofey Mozgov to the Nets. I put the bets. For Brooklyn Lopez <laughs> and the number 27 pick. I mean, Kent, I mean, you speak for Lakers. You wearing purple and yellow I right know, now, man. Actually. I'm representing. Always got to represent the squad. But it is a great day to be a Laker fan because it gives us hope, man. We finally have hope that we're finally going to come back to the promised land, that we'll finally be a, <clears throat> finally be a contender. I'm not even talking about we for the win the ring off top, but at least us getting to the playoffs, getting out the first round will be a good thing. This, you mean this um, upcoming year? No, I'm not going to say this upcoming okay, year. I'm saying give us two years, all right? Give us two years, all right? Just be patient. We'll be good. But <clears throat> this this was actually a really good trade. Uh, first of all, Brooke Lopez is a solid center. Um, you know, people want to doubt him and, and call him a bum and all of that, but this guy, he's, he's a solid center. Anyone um, who calls him a bum is they don't know. Exactly. Like, I was talking to some people. They, they obviously don't like sports, don't know sports, <laughs> so I stopped talking. But it's not even about Brooke Lopez. It's about that we got, we got rid of that huge-ass what fifty four million dollar contract? Yeah, the ugly albatross of a contract. Exactly. That's what the that's what really is the biggest thing that came out of this trade. But y'all um, had to give up the number two pick from last two, two seasons ago. For, yeah, for to give to, to dump the contract. Yeah, to dump the contract. They had yeah. the number two pick of this year. This year, and True. this crop of point guards is supposed to be better. Exactly. So, so I, I'm I'm all for a ball. I mean, people that aren't sold on ball, I'm sold on ball. I feel like that he would be a solid player. Um, despite, you know, his father, everybody, like, the the Lakers are bigger than his father. Okay? I don't know. He's going to try to challenge that. I don't think he's he, going to he be able to come in. Yeah, he got his mouth on Pause. him, but come on now. It's an NBA. It's a corporation. It's a business. So, at the end of the day, they're not going to they're not allow his father to dictate too much that's going on. But definitely, it's a great trade. Um, 
I'm excited about seeing this new Laker team. Um, if we finalize everything with Paul George, that'd be great. Um, we freed up some space to, to possibly get another superstar in that we can possibly help in, help out right away. But right now, if we got Ball, we get Paul George, and we get Brooke Lopez, that's definitely a start. So it's an exciting day to be a Laker fan, definitely. So you're hoping that Paul George gets traded like before the season starts? So y'all can start. Me, I want to. I want to start it right away. So I kind of want them to get traded <laughs> right now and just make. But if we have to wait a year, we can wait a year. That's fine. But I'd rather it happen right now. Um, I was looking at rumors and stuff like that that they're trying to finalize things with the Indiana Pacers and stuff right now. So hopefully, um, by the end of this podcast, early tomorrow, you know, <laughs> something great happens, you know, before the draft, and and we can make this happen. It's Laker Nation all day. Let's go. So here's my question for you: yes, Wouldn't you prefer, I guess, for the long term? aspects of your team to wait till next year for Paul George as opposed to giving up assets this year to get him? Ideally, we will I would prefer the wait, but it's all about win now. I mean, the but Lakers you can't are win now. That's wait, the problem. Wait, 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 wait. You just said before you started going about how it was like a two-year window before you. Yeah, expect. but no, I'm not saying that we're gonna win off top, but we can definitely win more games than we won freaking last year with 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 the squad that we we'll have now. Do you want to? Do we want to? Honestly, this year, no. We kind of want to tank so we can get another draft. Y'all might draft pick next year. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. But, yeah. Ball has to ball out, dude. He has to live up to his last name and fucking ball out. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, for the Nets and for D'Angelo Russell, like, I think that's a good fit. Um. I think he needs a fresh start. He needs to get out of. What What are we doing? What are we doing? Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> no. Tim just. Tim's on Bleacher Report. The Celtics may trade down for Smith. That's actually interesting because, like, I know somebody that is tangentially, uh, tangentially. associated <laughs> with uh, the Celtics. Like, I'm not sure what his role is, but he's always posting stuff and he hangs out around him a lot. Um, and I know about a month ago he, like, wrote on Facebook or somewhere that Dennis Smith was, like, the best guard in this draft. And he was like, I just worked out with him. He's, you know, he's that dude. Um, but back to the so, Lakers. Right, anyway, so back to the Lakers. <laughs> um, like, I think D'Angelo De- needs that fresh start. Um, I don't think he would have flourished, especially with them bringing in Alonzo. Um, and it was worth it for the Nets. Like, they don't have any avenues to get young talent. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think he jumping on that, right. Jumping on that uh, was smart for them. They have more than enough cap space, so bringing in Mozgov really doesn't change their long-term plan. Um. Oh, so yeah. As far as Paul George goes, I would, in an ideal world, I would say wait. But you can't take the risk of him getting traded to a Cleveland or Boston and or Houston, right? And actually liking it, they can offer him more money. Um, and then he just resigns there because he's like, hey, I just went to the conference championship or the finals or whatever it is. Um, I wouldn't give up too much for it. Like I would, the two, the number two pick wouldn't be on the board, but like something like Clarkson or Randall or like the two picks that they have at the end of the first round now or future. Was that like twenty five and twenty seven? Was twenty seven and twenty eight? Yeah, consecutive picks. It would be like that's that's great. The first round pick goes two first rounds and like a Clarkson would I would think be would be sufficient. I mean, enough. I don't know. Right, I don't know if necessarily all those things need to go back, um, but some combination of those assets can probably trump what other people are going to offer. Okay. Well, also, I mean, personally, I think it's a win-win. Um, as 
has already been said. The Nets get a young point guard who they can try to build with. Uh, the Lakers get rid of that terrible contract. Now they just got to get rid of Luol Deng's contract somehow, some way, some shape, some form. Um, and then they're really in business. So y'all over here. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> with my little red cup and they over here Snapchat is going up. Plastic cup boys. They was funny. Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Um, also, in trade information news, the Hawks traded Dwight Howard for a pack of Skittles and <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah. Um, no, they traded uh, Dwight Howard and the number 31 pick of this year's draft to the Hornets for Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and the number 41 pick. I mean, it just shows how devalued centers have become in yep. this NBA. Like, it's just crazy that Dwight Howard is on his fifth team in seven years. I thought he was six now. Oh, no, Shaq played six. It was Dwight's five. But he's one behind Shaq for how I many James he Well, at that it. point, Shaq was old and chasing rings. Dwight's just devalued and getting... Well, he's old now, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I was always a fan of Marco Bellinelli, though. I always liked that he was a he was a really, pretty good shooter. He was athletic enough. Like, he was a role player. He, was, he could start, but he could come off the bench and start and still be pretty much the same production from him as a two-guard. I've always been a fan of him. Granted, they picked up Plumlee. Um, like you said, they traded Dwight for a bag of chips. Um, and some Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went to the corner store and picked up Dwight pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he he could still be productive. He's not Dwight productive, but he's still a productive center in the league. Just, it's just that his contract doesn't match his production at this point. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you could probably say that for any center in the league, to be quite honest. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, when this, when Woj dropped the bomb, well, I feel like this was more like a firecracker or something, but <laughs> like when Woj tweeted out this trade, like on at first glance, I was like, oh, they're just dumping salary. And then like, I thought about it some more. I'm like, wait, no, Plumlee's deal is longer. <laughs> like yeah. they're not, they're not dumping anything. So like they dropped down in the draft and they picked up more long-term money just to get Dwight off their team, which mm-hmm. is saying that that says a lot <laughs> and this is uh, hometown team that's a big that's that's right. that's a, that's an issue but, because uh, he's a hometown yeah. player but like, i think they'll he, apparently he used to play for charlotte's coach like he was an assistant in la and in orlando mm-hmm. um and he's been apparently been trying to get him for a while um so it could we be might, good for him right we might see a bounce back year from him next year um it, It'll just be interesting, like having Dwight Howard play for Michael Jordan. Like that'll be like, <laughs> that's an underrated subplot because um, Jordan will call him out. Yeah, and probably ASAP. make him cry. <laughs> I mean, if Kobe was on him like that, oh, yeah. Jordan ain't gonna be no better. And Jordan's gonna be the one paying him, so he's gonna yeah. have like that added motivation. Like you bum, like, <laughs> like, I'm not cutting no checks for you. I mean, and also in other news, the Timberwolves waived their oft-injured. I think he hasn't played in, what, two years yeah. now? Yeah, about two years. I used to like him a lot, too. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I used to, like, when the Bucks needed a center, I, I was remember. like, dude, I wish we could pick up And Pekovich. I told you he's always injured, and now... No, I mean, he hasn't played in, like, the last year and a half, yeah. I think. So, like, yeah. I think his career is over. It's just... I think it'll be a medical Yeah, it's a medical wave. So, sad to hear that about him. He wasn't... Really good player. When he was playing, yeah, yeah, it was like he was averaged a double double on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. But I wonder, like in today's NBA, like if he would still have been, like even if he hadn't gotten hurt, would he? I still mean, I don't it know. was only like a year and a half ago, though. But the NBA, but the NBA changed, changed a lot. A lot. Like remember when Monroe? When we signed, signed Monroe. Like he. It wasn't like that. No. So I mean, 
Yeah, and also uh, the Cavaliers fired their GM. That was interesting. parted ways. They fired. <laughs> That's bull. They fired, <laughs> and they played them. They they strung them alone. I'm like, okay, all the jobs are filled. All right, bro, you out of here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the, the very day that the last job got filled, they, they, f- let, they let him go. Because hey, they know David Griffin. David Griffin was making moves for Cat. Like, no matter what nobody said, which is it's still weird that they wasn't going to extend his contract. Um, He was making moves for the Cavs with no cap space. Mm-hmm. He was making moves for a team, building the team, making sure they had a bench and stuff to compete every year, year in, year out. And it was wild. And teams knew what he was trying to do. Like, hey, we're on the Cavs. If I'm the best team in, in the East, I want one of your better players, one of your better role players. You're going to release him? No, you're going to let him go. We'll wait for him. Then we're going to still sign him anyways. No other team's bidding for him. Or they'll wait. He was making a lot of moves yeah. with nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you said. I mean, apparently Griffin became really pessimistic about his future in Cleveland, and he was out there looking for other jobs. And he actually had interest in the Magic and the Bucks job. And Atlanta. And Atlanta and Dan Gilbert didn't give give him any permission to interview with these teams. And now, like you said, all the spots are filled, and now they let him go. And and his replacement, they're looking at hiring Chauncey Billups. Like, how? <laughs> exactly. Someone that has no experience. Well, he could, he could like lead a team on the floor, so he can lead a team. You no. know, okay. all together. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's two totally different things. Although Magic <clears throat> is doing pretty well, and he. Yeah, yeah, but it's magic though. But he's been out the game for a while. <laughs> I mean, he, like he's been behind the scenes, kind of sitting yeah. in on stuff. Because he, the business yeah, he was already kind of dibbled and dabbling in in business the front ventures. office, yeah, in the front office thing. <laughs> for a while. We'll let you have that. Continue. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, magic is a, is a is a different type of beast. <clears throat> but Chauncey Billups, I mean, more power to him. I mean, if they do want to hire him for <clears throat> for a basketball, you know, director of basketball operations, you know, good for him. But but he has no experience at all. So, I mean, I don't know what qualifies you to be the director of operations, I guess. Well, I know he was a a candidate, or at least he was mentioned, like, for the Atlanta job. So, apparently he's... He must know some stuff. Yeah. Right, like, some, the NBA knows he's something holding that we him don't. In a, they're holding him in a high regard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, he's apparently he's trying to bring in Justin Zanuck underneath him. So, um I mean, at that point, like, as the head decision maker, it really comes down to the people that you hire underneath you. Yeah. And if you have connections around the league, like, you can get good people in. So, um, in that regard, I guess I think he'll be fine. Um, I don't know if he'll be good or bad because he has no track record, but right. I, I wouldn't hold his inexperience against him necessarily. And then just a little, like, insert there for Bucks fans who weren't aware, after Justin Zanuck was passed over for the GM position for the Bucks, he left the Bucks. So he is no longer employed by the Milwaukee Bucks, and I per- I don't blame him. I don't either. Um, Speaking of owners jerking around, like right. people with their so, I mean, apparently Dan Gilbert is hard to work for. Oh, he's the worst. So, I, I mean, mean wrote, the letter. Yeah, but the kind letter kind of explains yeah. him. <laughs> so, and yep. no, which is, he's on the team for, I believe, 12 years, and he's never signed a GM to a contract extension like he's gone through four general managers all of them only have one contract and then that's he lets wild. him go that that's is ridiculous. crazy I didn't know that that's a stat of the day there you go <laughs> I <laughs> did not know that that's that's actually pretty like disheartening if you if you wanted to go for the GM job like you kind of think about that yeah like, no he's crazy yeah so I mean other news we got some opt-ins and opt-outs I don't think any of them were surprising well, the uh Paul one the, the Gasol one was. Oh, yeah. So, D-Wade opts into his final year of his contract with the Chicago Bulls. He will be making about 24 mil. 
Yeah, somebody asked him why he opted in. He said, I have about 24 million reasons why. Right. (laughs) He's been extremely petty on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, he had that tweet where he said if he was, he put up whatever he averaged this past season and said, if I was 24, I'd be making 150 mil. And people Mm -hmm. were like, so you're saying Deion Waiters put up (laughs) the numbers. She'd get 150. But anyway, I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised that D Wade opted in. Because no. no one's paying D Wade twenty four. Yeah, exactly. No. no. And plus, what I was thinking about is probably other people might have, but I was like, he's also going to be a free agent same time as LeBron. Next season. It's yeah. Next season. I think Carmelo's a free agent after this season too. Eric, is that? I'm looking at Eric. I don't believe so, but possibly. I don't know that fact off the top of my head. Because I thought I thought them three. Because I know Paul was this year, and I thought them three was next year. But, you know, they've been talking about playing together before they all retire anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, that that dynamic is there for them to do so next year. On the Lakers. Exactly. <laughs> or make, the Clippers. Make it happen. Or the Clippers, because he said they, they just said, LeBron said he could go to the Clippers. Well, not LeBron, but. F the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I just want both L.A. teams to be good at the same time. Like, I want to see what it yeah. is. That'd be dope. That'd be an interesting rivalry. That'd be the dope. the city will legitimately be split on that. This is off the off the mark. I per I personally, Clipper fans are gonna be really mad. I would love for the LA Clippers to move to Seattle and become the the Sonics. Just gonna throw it out there. Anyways, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Apparently, it's not gonna happen. They're They're building building in Inglewood. That's not gonna happen. But I think that would have been really fun to see the the Sonics come back with the Clippers because I mean they don't get no love in LA anyway. So might as well go somewhere where they'll love you. But uh. Greg Monroe decided to opt in to his final year of his contract, and he'll be making about 18 mil. I think the same comments that we just said about D-Wade apply to Greg Monroe. And as a Bucks fan, um, I like Greg Monroe's fit with the team. Just not his contract. Just not his contract. I think he's an excellent six-man, and I wouldn't be mad to have him back uh, mm-hmm. next year um, on a longer contract for a cheaper clip um, as long as he was committed to being the six-man off the bench. I mean, when John Henson is making like $12, $14 million a year, I really don't feel that bad about Greg Monroe making eighteen. Um, Everybody been shitting on John Henson, man. He got a lot of money to do nothing. You know why? Know. Because John Henson is the same John Henson he was when he entered the when league. When he came oh, into okay. the well, league, yeah. he's the exact same player. He didn't <laughs> know better. I defended John Henson Me for too. so long. Uh-huh. And he never got better. And <laughs> like I said, This I, year, I finally saw like I'm like, it's a reason why four different coaches haven't played you. It's yeah. a reason why. It's something in the practices. Some behind the scenes. It's something that it's we all effort. don't see. I mean, I just saw a report and it said Thon, uh, Jabari, Chris, Chris are all in yeah. Milwaukee working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have since? you heard any? Re- Giannis is in Greece throwing out of the Kumbros hey, events. Dude, he got like three games this week. <laughs> <laughs> they done had like four tournaments and shit. Like Delhi's been here practicing. He's been I on mean, Bradford Beach. <laughs> John Henson probably in Florida fishing. He don't care about improving his game. He just wants some Chipotle and the fish. Word on the street is he he, <laughs> he, he loves it here in Milwaukee. He know? do love it here because he know all the rats. I'm not gonna get into this. <laughs> I'm say because uh, that's we, where it's at. I may know somebody and know somebody and know somebody that knows him. He hangs out with my. It's not important, <laughs> <laughs> right? John hey, Hanson, K hey, Harris, two sixteen. Hit me up, bro. <laughs> I'm the only one that's here with you, bro. Hit me up. We need um, you to improve, bro. That's also, all. Paul Gasol opted out, which Eric said surprised him. Um, so we're, we were talking in our group chat, and we were thinking that maybe he's trying to free up some space for a certain point guard to come on. I don't want him to go to the Spurs. I really don't want Chris Paul to go to the Spurs. No offense, Spurs fans, but I don't like y'all like I don't like Dang. the Spurs. <laughs> I do not like the Spurs <laughs> at all. 
call me a hater. You can call me whatever. You can call me whatever you want. I hate the teams that win all the time. It's the same reason why people, I guess, hate the Packers that live in Wisconsin. Well, we I mean, we can, <laughs> exactly. It's I a, can go a whole hour on you, that. You live in Wisconsin. It's the easiest football team to latch on to, yet you hate the Packers, we're but not, you're a Bear we're, fan. We're not. Come on, man. <laughs> Just we're not saying. doing that right now. Reel it, reel it in. Reel it back reel in. Reel it in. <laughs> on NBA. By the way, after Packers. Thank you. Uh, the Bears haven't won in how long? Again, reel it in. <laughs> Bring you back. I'm okay. sorry, I heard okay. the Packers slander. I had to respond. I'm sorry. Anyways, Paul Gasol, how do y'all feel? I mean, you can just sick all the Packer fans on his mentions. That's all you gotta do. I mean, come on. I'm right here though. So K Harris two sixteen Twitter <laughs> hit me up. Um, Gasol's interesting because he was making a decent chunk of change for It'd his have been age, sixteen mil if he opted in. He opted out to help save them some money, but yet he still wants to resign with the Spurs. Yeah, don't blame and him. He's a serviceable vet. Like, off the bench, just not at 16 mil. So, him being smart about it, I mean, it's helping the team out. Which is which goes to why I'm assuming Eric was surprised when he opted out. And other sports fans, because it's like we said about Greg Monroe, like we said about D-Wade, I don't expect them to opt out when they're making that much money on this contract because they're not going to get it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, him opting how- out of the 16 show was a was a surprise. Right. But we also don't know I mean, how they- big he is in Spain either. That has what nothing to do with I mean, because he's probably contract. making the money up elsewhere is what I'm saying. Uh, no, he's still losing do. all the money that he opted <laughs> right. out of. Like, that doesn't up his appeal. Tim Stats. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the Spurs have done this before. Like, they did with Richard Jefferson. He opted out of, like, a big contract and then signed for a number that was bigger overall. But it was stretched over three years or whatever it was. Um, so, that's what I'm assen- assuming happens. Like, he opted out of 16. So, if they give him, what, three for... 30 like he comes out ahead but he's at a lower number um so yeah and it looks like they're trying to move danny green now so they are making moves to try to free up cash space to have a max spot open or at least close to max i would love danny green on the bucks we by know. the way they don't know but we know he's a he's a three points three and d guy three and d guy and we need him okay also we got this news before we went on live nick young Decided. Swaggy P. He said he swagged out. He ain't coming back. He's a free agent now. Any any reactions to to Nick Young? <laughs> I'll go first since I'm the Laker fan. Um, Nick Young, thank you for everything you have done, but you're inconsistent. Um, you're no longer a Laker, and you don't date Iggy anymore. So who cares about <laughs> you, basically? Um, but I digress. Christ. So Nick Young, good good luck on everything that you do, but definitely you're not going to be a factor on the other team. I'm in NBA. Didn't he play well in the beginning of the last season? He will not be. He's a non-factor. <laughs> Whoa! In the NBA, but he got he's his no own longer a Laker. Court in his backyard. He is a non-factor. Still can't get no minutes. No. Hey, if y'all didn't see that Gilbert Arenas trolling, uh. Swaggy P, you gotta check that out. That <laughs> was the Zero. Shout out to Agent Zero. He out here. <laughs> he a jerk. <laughs> I personally don't have anything really to add yeah, about know. Nick Young. Uh, good I'm luck. Sh- right, good luck. Someone's gonna pay you eventually, someday. Just hopefully, hopefully it's not Milwaukee. Probably the Kings. Exactly. Come to Milwaukee. No, Nick right. Young. How about that? Come <laughs> to the Bucks. How about you don't say? That? <laughs> <laughs> how about our team was in the playoffs and yours wasn't? How about that? <laughs> he can't even say nothing. That's, that's, just that's what we away. on. That's what we on right now. Okay. Anywho, right. now we get into some some speculations, some rumors, <laughs> some of the fun stuff we can play around. Ken, you know I love you. Um, so apparently the Clippers are exploring trade options for DeAndre Jordan, which caught me off guard because I was like, huh? 
what? Why? They might just blow the team up. So I was wondering, because they're exploring these options, do they feel like they might not be able to retain CP3? I think it was already kind of assumed that they wouldn't get but Griffin Blake Griffin too. back. But Blake's always been kind of the yeah. iffy one. Like, mm-hmm. They kind of knew he would be gone. But if they're thinking about blowing it up, that's a whole different conversation. So I wanted to know how y'all felt about it. I was trying to do hella signing trades. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But, I mean, DeAndre is always – I always felt like DeAndre Jordan – He's he, clearly he's a defensive player, but he wouldn't do anything offensively for anybody else outside of a team that's gonna lob it up to him because majority of his points comes from those lob dunks, a lot of them. I mean, there's a value in that though, like that does a lot. If you have the offense. guard to do it, it's throwing. A if lob. you have the team to do it, like I'm just it, saying, like that that helps with spacing as much. Well, not as much as three point shooting, but it helps with their, with your offensive spacing. Like if the team, I mean, if the defense has to account for him rolling down the rim, rolling down the lane towards the rim, like they have to devote attention to that. That open that frees up people around the uh, perimeter. So like it has value, um, even if he's not necessarily the most skilled person. Like he is a good offensive player because he shoots seventy percent from the field. Not from the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a lot of that is attested to the lobs that he catch from Chris. When he came, when Chris Paul came over there, he called a lob city. Yes. So, because he's a lobbing point, he he does a lot of lobs. We all knew that. So, you know, if you don't have a point guard that's like, his mindset is, hey, somebody rolling, I'm just going to lob it up to him and let him work. Well, I mean, like, that was Tyson Chandler's game, and he played with Chris Paul for a while, but when he, he didn't was balling, play- when he didn't, he became eh. No. no, he was defensive player. <laughs> he was of the a year good defensive player. Yes, deep. I said offensively. I and didn't I say believe, I'm saying. Like, and I he, believe he still scored at a very high percentage. He, right. I don't. I, can't, I don't know the number. I'm not gonna Tim stat it and just make <laughs> it up. But Tyson Chandler was still productive without Chris Paul getting lobs thrown to him. Right. I mean, you can you can be productive. You can just give the ball to him if he's close enough to the basket. He'll go up and probably get you get you two. Maybe and one like his catch ball. radius, like they're both of them, like their catch radius is so wide, like you don't really have to pinpoint pass it. Like they can pretty much catch anything. But anyway, so yeah, exploring trade options for DeAndre Jordan. They try to yeah. send him to the Suns. I mean, the Suns have been talking to everybody apparently. Just um, don't trade Booker. That would be that would, you don't. I don't think do that, that they're gonna no, do that. Not. Uh, the Rockets are also actively shopping Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, and Ryan Anderson. Lou get buckets though. Lou always got buckets. <laughs> Lou Williams is a very, I mean, he's a high-volume scorer, but Lou always got buckets no matter where he went. Lou can be, you know, a decent spark off the bench, a spark plug for any team that needs scoring off the bench, probably for another year or two. After that, I don't want to have too much faith in him. But for the next year or two, Lou Williams can give you, he can be your go-to scorer off the bench. Or your second unit. It's just interesting to me that we also mentioned that Patrick Beverly is on the trade block and you decided to talk about <laughs> Lou Williams first. Because I like Lou. I always like Lou Williams. Lou Williams has always been a, a, I've always been a fan of Lou Williams. Patrick Beverly <laughs> yeah, so is, a, anyway. is a good defensive point guard, yes. He's a 3 and D guy. Yeah. But what this tells me is that they have plans for this summer. I don't know who, like they, Mark Stein threw, <laughs> Mark Stein threw out a couple uh, <laughs> names that they're supposed to, <laughs> that they're supposed to be targeting in free agency, and he mentioned the two, uh, two Clippers, so Blake and Chris Paul, uh, Kyle Lowry and Paul Millsap. Hmm. Um, so of those four, I think the best fit would probably be Paul Millsap. 
Yeah. So um, I don't think they need another ball dominant guard. Like I have no, no idea how James Harden and Chris Paul would <laughs> coexist. Would like they would be work. choking each other on the court like within the first three games. <laughs> <laughs> um Blake really doesn't fit like their MO no. as far as like no. big. Not at all. And then Kyle Lowry is like Chris Paul light. So of those four, I would say go after Paul uh Millsap. Paul Millsap. Because yeah, he can stretch the floor. Yep. Mm-hmm. And defend. he's mobile. And he can and play inside. Yep. Yeah. Anything else to add about? No, I agree. I totally agree. With I don't think they're getting Brian Anderson traded though. Like, no, his contract's too big. Yeah. And he making like fifteen, sixteen mil, something like that. Sure. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice <laughs> month. Like he's not making that much sure. less than Paul Gasol. No, he's making a lot of money. Yeah. I just don't know the exact dollar figure. Also, apparently Andre Iguodala is uh, expecting to test the free uh, agent market, and apparently he's. Approaching offers of about twenty mil That's a year. Crazy. That's wild. That's ridiculous. From like four or five teams too. How? So it's not like just okay. wild. How? He, I mean, not saying that he's not a valuable player because he definitely is. But twenty mil, like, does that not seem high to anybody else? I mean, if Harrison Air- yeah. Barnes is getting twenty something million, how? Harrison Barnes had a good season. Yeah, I was he, like, he, he actually played up to that money. He how, produced. How last old year. is Iggy? Like 32, 33. Yeah, Was he in his thirties? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's all I was thinking. Thirties, twenty. Too much mil, money. Uh, that's still too much. Money. I do I'm think sorry. that he is more valuable to Golden State than he is anywhere else. I would agree. A- absolutely. With that. Um, like I don't. He doesn't. He does the little things that fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and they create so much space because everybody's drawing their attention to the rest of right. the, the team. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what I brought up last week about Draymond, like they, I don't classify Steph as a point guard. As a point guard, so they need somebody that can run a team and handle the ball so he fits them great and he doesn't have to be like the man like he was in philly or denver um i think he'll stay there um he mm-hmm. has like off the court interest too that yeah 20 million like, only work that's, in a, lot. The, that's a lot that's a lot it's for gonna him. be a team that that's but what team really needs do you know what the teams right are now? that are courting? i don't remember i think it was like atlanta utah and something else i can see atlanta Utah might throw the money. Yeah, Utah too. Yeah, de- Utah's to desperate. Keep, uh, Gordon Hayward. Plus, no, you got you have to factor in like some of the probably. intangible things mm-hmm. too, like leadership and yeah. culture setting and that type. Yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Stuff. He has, like that's part yeah. of the reason why Delhi got so much money is because they liked him as a person and as a Appar- locker room. And apparently, he delivered on that aspect. Right. Like mm-hmm. off the court, Delhi, but in the locker room, Delhi was on point. It's just that his on court production wasn't what they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But I have faith in Delhi. <laughs> Delhi, if you're listening, I got faith in you. I know next year you're gonna play a lot better. So don't let me down, all right? I mean, I don't want to send this down this road, but I think as long as he <laughs> hits shots and defends, that's all you gotta do. Like, that's don't it. dribble ever. Like, <laughs> don't just dribble. Hit ever. wide open. Just threes. stand in the corner, shoot threes, and defend your ass off, and I'm happy. He has a ring. He does. He does. From standing in the For corner, defending. <laughs> right? Standing in the corner, knocking down threes, and defending the crap out of Curry. So other than Andre Udala, up. Christoph Porzingis was on the block apparently, but as more information has come out about that, it seems as if like he was entertaining offers. Phil Jackson, or as Eric calls him, Phil, um, <laughs> Philip, was entertaining offers, but apparently the asking price was so high that other NBA executives don't believe he really wants to trade him. He's just Being BSing. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Stone caution to the wind. Pretty much. But if Porzingis was traded, let's just say in some wild, crazy world, he was. What team do you think he would fit the best on? Just Boston. Boston, yep. yeah. Boston. Well, I don't that's know if that's necessarily the best fit, but they're the ones that can offer the most for him, and they have a need yeah. that he can fill. So, mm-hmm. 
It'd have been fun seeing him play in Phoenix That'd be too. Ugly. It'd have been real fun to see him in Milwaukee, but we wouldn't give up the assets for him. No. Snow. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and then what everybody knows, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Paul George told the Pacers that he will not be resigning with them. He said, "F what y'all thought y'all could do," <laughs> um, and that he wants to play for the Lakers. And he pretty much said, "Y'all can do what y'all gonna do." And any team who trades for me, it's a rental. So mm-hmm. don't expect more than that. And yet, everybody in their mama done came out the woolworks trying to trade for him after that. Exactly. I, mean, the, the I mean, it might be worth it. Might be worth it for a year. Like even if you know, like if the price isn't too high and you know that he's not coming back, mm-hmm. like it could be a chance for you to just make one run. Like with Cleveland, like that yeah. makes a lot of sense since LeBron is apparently Bolton. After this, he's going to opt leaving. out. Of his, <laughs> he's going to opt out of his contract. And I mean, like if you can trade if. If Indiana would accept Kevin Love for Paul George, like you get off of Love's money long term, mm-hmm. um, so that might actually work out for them, and then they aren't like stuck with a team that can't do anything. I heard Washington was looking at him. I think Paul George That'd to Washington nice. is actually That's a, a really nice good fit. fit, as long as they can keep Bill and Wall. But they already barely had Man. a bench. Like, gonna, what would they give up? Like, they had to give a starter for him. That'd be I understand ugly, that, but though. I mean, we said I said the same thing about Golden State. And I was like, they don't really have as strong of a bench as they did in years before. But when you have so much offensive firepower in your starting lineup, I think you can kind of overcome that a Which little bit. Which is what bit. they did this year. And then on top of that, if you have John Wall, Bradley Bill, Paul George, that's people ridiculous. are going to sign their cheap yeah, to play for ridiculous. that bench. You get the cheap veterans or the cheap I would, you know, mid-level I would guys. absolutely love to see that for a year. That'd be I a good look, especially for the East too. That'd be a okay. Good so look. assuming that that's the three, and they have to give up Morris and they, they probably have to give up uh, Porter. Well, Porter's a free agent, so they can't trade him. I think all oh, that was restricted. So he he's a free agent. Trade. So they can't. Yeah, he has to sign him first he, before yeah, be able right. to trade him. And he would have to want to go to Indiana, which is. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I've been there. It's no, no. Yeah. Uh, hey, don't do that. <laughs> so anyway, so if if that, if. Their starting lineup is Gortat, Paul George, Bradley Bill, John Wall, and who? Power former X, power forward X. They could uh, draft somebody. They don't have a draft pick. They don't. I thought they were eighteen. They no, eighteen is Indy. Hmm. Oh, I'm, yes, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. They traded theirs for Bogdanovich. That's right. Uh, but yeah, if if that's the lineup, is that lineup challenging Cleveland in the East? Assuming everybody comes back to Cleveland. In the essence, because Gatot so. is a really good center still. Uh, he, he compared to the centers in the <laughs> league, <laughs> I mean, he's he puts up numbers he's a starter. on most centers. <laughs> he's, he's a starting starter. NBA center. Yes. So you got Gortat. <laughs> I mean, then you got them three. Yeah, yeah. I, like I think, I think Tim, they give like, a problem. Works it out as he's talking. Right. <laughs> uh, that's what I do. I he think does. while I'm talking. Uh, honestly, that's I think how Tim's stats issue. come about. Right. I think that's the issue. I, I, I think a lot while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it. if it sounds like I'm talking in circles, it's because I'm correcting myself as I talk. He don't oh, think we, before he <laughs> speaks. He just speaks. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a nice little move for them. Um, we talked about Paul George still like this a little bit. If we would do it um, now or wait. Um, so in other news, uh, apparently there was a lot of Jimmy Butler scuttlebutt. So, apparently the Wolves, the Cavs, the Celtics, and the Suns were all looking to make a run at him. Um, and then at the same time, Jimmy Butler was trying to court Kyle Lowry to come to Chicago. And apparently he was interested, Jimmy Butler, in going to Cleveland. But then he got texted or talked to other players who play for Cleveland currently and told him not to come because it's crazy and wild. With and that we don't on know it. what's going to happen. Right. So they were like, don't do it. And now he was saying, what was reported was that Jimmy Butler told Cleveland he's not interested in being traded there. He wouldn't resign. So don't do it. 
I wonder if part of that is like that DPE exception. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, Could you explain but, what the DPE exception is for the uh, listeners who might not understand exactly what that means? Okay, so after your, if you're coming off your second um, contract, so like if I think it's the eighth or ninth, going into your eighth or ninth year, if you meet certain criteria, you're eligible for a higher max um, contract. Like I think it goes from thirty to thirty-five percent. It's called the designated player exception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Essentially, he can get way more money if he stays with his team for X amount of years and he hits these criteria, which are like two All-NBAs, an MVP, or a Defensive Player of the Year. Um, So right now, assuming that he makes All-NBA next year, he will be eligible for the DPE, which means that he gets a lot more money. Mm -hmm. He's eligible for a lot more money from Chicago. He, if he gets traded, he loses that because you have to be with your team for, I believe, seven years. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's why Boogie was trying not to get traded Out from Sacramento. Sacramento and was pissed when they did. And, well, that's why they were, like, trying to scare off teams. Real quick on the uh, Porzingis, because I, I trust the Wolves bombs. Um, says the Knicks are shopping Porzingis for picks to draft Josh Jackson and an established starter. So... I guess they really Woj are. said that? Because yes. I didn't get an update. Woj, Woj said that. He must have said it on his podcast. <laughs> so he didn't yeah, tweet he, it. He is live yeah. right now. So, so we'll I mean, I guess the, I guess not blowing hot air. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that would be interesting, though, to pick up Josh Jackson. I mean, you got to get pretty high. I don't really, it. I don't like it, personally. About but, trading Porzingis? Yeah. yeah. For Josh, like. Whatever. The thing about uh, trading, like with Jimmy or Paul, well, Paul George before now, um, Porzingis, any of these stars, like if you're trading them for draft picks, you're hoping that you're trading them for somebody that can be like almost as good as the player that you're right. trading away. So it doesn't really, especially with Porzingis since he's so young, it doesn't make sense to trade away that guy for draft picks. Like you need to, you should be improving, <laughs> you know, the, the what you the get team back. around him. Right. Right. And then in other news, kind of Mavs, Wolves, uh, they discussed a trade apparently centered around trading Wesley Matthews and the number nine pick for Rubio and the number seven pick. I like Ricky. I really wish that he could play on the Bucks. <laughs> I do. As, we as, know, I've been saying that for about at least two years now. Ricky Rubio, like, I think, would be great on the Milwaukee like Bucks as our starting point guard. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Okay, one, have you not had enough with non-shooting point guards? Two, I just think it's he's funny how every now. time we bring up but he's also any a great topic, defensive you're point like, guard. I like, I like him for the Bucks. <laughs> he's a great <laughs> defensive point guard. And oh, he, he passed, he's a pass-first point guard, which is he what is. we need because we don't need another ball-hungry point guard. Actually, what kind of point guard the Bucks need is somebody who can knock down the open three because we have a genius yes. playmaker in Giannis Antetokounmpo. We could also use another playmaker outside of him. I didn't say we couldn't, but I'm saying... That would be Rubio. His strength... No, it's not. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do this with you right now, Tim. I'm not. We can talk about the Bucks tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you end up on Milwaukee. Definitely well, be surprised if you end up on Milwaukee. I'm kidding. Don't listen to Tim. I'm playing. All right. Am I? <laughs> okay. Anywho... NFL, they we mentioned this I think two weeks ago, talking about the top 100 list when we were yes it was definitely two weeks ago because that's when Eric called out JJ Watt. Um, Still ain't heard nothing JJ. <laughs> <laughs> what up? So they released the top 10, um, but on Monday the 26th you'll be able to see what the order of the top 10 is. 
Um, so I'm just going to read off the guys who made the top 10 as voted by their peers. And then we're just going to discuss about if we feel this top 10 is accurate um, and if, you know, who we think the best player out the group is or whatever. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell, Von Miller, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Matt Ryan, Khalil Mack, Ezekiel Elliott, and Julio Jones. So when y'all hear that top 10, do you think it's an accurate top 10 of the best players in the NFL, or do you think someone's missing? They threw Ezekiel out there quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, what Zeke did this year, I mean, I, I can't blame him for throwing him up there for the number 10. I, I wouldn't put him at number 10, unfortunately. I mean, um, I blame is, them. You know, what this is saying is that he's the second best, first or second best running back in the league. Which so that means not. Bell number one and then – Elliot number two, basically. That's how you would put it? That's how I will put it. L- let me ask this, then, for the people that's out there listening, because I, I got a player who I would switch Elliot with. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put Elliot up there. I would put LaShawn McCoy up there. I would put LaShawn McCoy behind that offensive line, because he got a crazy – he got the best offensive line in the league. That's so, not – No, no, no. So they're basing his stats off of what he did last year behind an amazing offensive line. Mm-hmm. Right. If you put LaShawn McCoy, who Bill's line was trash, it wasn't that good, who put up the crazy numbers he did, put LaShawn McCoy behind that Cowboys line. You probably got LaShawn McCoy. Cats probably like, oh, he's number three in the league. <laughs> like, LaShawn – I like LaShawn McCoy more than I like Zeke. That's perfectly fine, but his numbers don't match with Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's, Zeke, I mean – His numbers are ridiculous. I'm finna look up his numbers right now, so I don't what? test that. No. Okay, so we're gonna go. Ahead. But keep I, going, I, keep going, I, Ken. I'm not mad about this. Um, the top ten at all. Um, definitely the the ten people that they have, um, are notable for the top ten. Who I would say would be number one, um, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Really? Yes. Not Tom Brady. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it to me. Brady would be number two or three for me. Mm. I'm wait, sorry. He, he wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So, one of those two wide receivers would be number one, but then Brady would be number two? No, Brady would be number three. Okay. Yeah. I was like, Brady made me a believer last year. (laughs) (laughs) Do not start the fucking hashtag. (laughs) Because, I mean, Brady's been balling with ragtag bunch on offense for years. And I never care. I don't like Tom Brady either. He's a a winner, man. But he's he's a jerk. Off the field, so you met him before. <laughs> I've seen him a lot. <laughs> You've seen him a lot. I've seen him a lot. On he be in Milwaukee. I seen oh, him on okay. TV. He be kicking it in the mill. <laughs> he be on Burlap. He be on Water Street. <laughs> right. Call him at Whole Foods. Saw him, anyway. saw him riding down Sherman one day, but um, I don't know. I, I, I he made me a believer last year though. Like, so who was your number one on this list out of, out of the ten? It's Tom. It's Tom. Tom will be number one for me. I give you that. Who would you say, Eric? I have no idea. <laughs> I t- full disclosure I took a sabbatical from football last year so everything that I have is from two years ago okay so oh, we okay. won't okay we All won't right. do that yeah, to cool. you we that's won't cool. do that to you I would say t- I mean clearly I'm a Packers fan as as everybody knows at this point mm-hmm. um, I can't say I think Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady um, agreed but Tom Brady has produced and Aaron Rodgers hasn't we can argue about agreed. why exactly that is mm-hmm. but I would have to give number one spot to Tom Brady. I like that Khalil Mack is up here in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that he's getting some love. Is he the only defender? Oh no. Him Von and uh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller's a monster. Yeah, Von Miller's just But Khalil a Mack beast. is a beast. Yeah. Khalil Mack is a beast. So Von Miller's just crazy consistent. So you know how they, oh, they asked in the song, What's a goon to a goblin? What's mm-hmm. a monster to a beast? I don't understand which one is which like, one is which. what's the conversion rate. Right. <laughs> so, to me, honestly, they're they're on par with each other. Like mm-hmm. 
Khalil Mack, what he does for the Raiders, Von Miller does the exact same thing for the Broncos. So monster equals beast. Tim don't know what's I, happening. He's yeah. talking. She just his threw me for a loop. My, my <laughs> brain exploded, bro. I do. So, like, I know I just X'd myself out of the football conversation, but I do want to say, like, I feel like football, especially non-quarterback positions, are young man's game. So I don't think that um, Zeke being on the list should be – like, he, I don't think he should be downgraded because he, it's his first mm-hmm. year and that's all that you have because every hit that a running back takes, like yeah, – it adds up quick. Right. It some, some some months off your life. <laughs> All I know right. is that when this top ten list comes out, Zeke better not be rated higher than Le'Veon Bell. That I will yeah, say. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Actually, that I will say. Bell to me, Bell's the the number one running, running back, back in the yeah. league. Definitely, he has to be. He's proven that. Yeah, he's proven Even with it. suspended games. Exactly. He's, okay. Well, here's another question. So the wide receivers on the list: mm-hmm. Odell, Antonio Brown, Julio. Number one wide receiver out of those three. To me, Julio Jones. Why? Because he's the a playoffs, exactly. He's a big, <laughs> look what he did. Look what he did in the playoffs. I feel like Julio Jones is probably more. I would take Odell Beckham has more of a like spectacular play to him, but Julio Jones is consistent. Odell I feel like also, throwing, if I need if it's fourth and twenty and we need to get it, I'm giving it to Julio before I give it to Odell Beckham. I just want to say, two years ago, the last time I played fantasy football, I had Aaron Rodgers, Odell, and Julio Jones. And did not win the championship, so F mm-hmm. all of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Julio's the best Odell receiver. Odell had hella rece- like I think Antonio Brown led the league in receptions again last year, but Odell was right behind him at number two. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's it's not like he's you just nothing but one big play at a time. Which you said he's he's a lot of highlight plays. Mm-hmm. Odell does a lot of underneath routes, a lot of flat <laughs> routes, a lot of comeback routes, and a lot of stuff across the middle. Odell didn't show up against Green Bay in the playoffs, though. Hey, we, we okay, that actually Jones. leads me to my question. So, like, Julio as Jones somebody did. that's been out of the loop in football, why are people talking about the Giants trading Odell or getting rid of Odell? Like, what is – I think people are just mad. I, I don't understand it either. I think people are just mad that he hasn't been at voluntary workouts and they don't like his attitude. He's a drama yeah, queen, they think basically. He's, he's too – They think he's too Hollywood right now. Perfect word. That's but he still can. He, produ- he still produces. He produces. I, I don't care what he does. Right. You come. You come and produce when on Thursday and Sunday Sundays and, and Saturday, the Mondays, Saturday. Yeah, and like, I don't care what you do. That's part of my problem with football is they they want everybody to be robots. They want everybody yeah. to be JJ Watt. And, and it's not just like uh, <laughs> back to JJ. It's not like it's just the media. It's like a lot of fans. Yeah, yeah. Like, they like no. You just. Put your head down. You play football. You show up on yeah. Sundays. You go to practice. That's yeah. it. You, you shut sleep. up. Right. You should <laughs> eat, sleep, and breathe football all yeah. day. All like people. Like that's what I love about the NBA. Like they embrace their stars. Like they embrace like their individuality. Like mm-hmm. they're allowed to be people and per- like they're allowed to show who they are. But like in football, you just have to like, robot, blend in. Put your helmet and, yeah. on, and no one can see your face. Be like a, wi- mm-hmm. a widget that they can just put into a system and go out and do stuff. You know, like and then sidebar by the way. Watch out for Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall is my personal favorite. Isn't Brandon Marshall like 40 season. years old? No. <laughs> Watch out for Brandon Marshall. Okay. He's going to be a great fit. That Giants for the Giants. receiving core. Exactly. Yeah, Giants receiving score, receiving core is scary. By the way, we got a washed up um, Cruz came Victor, to Chicago. Victor came to, of course, <laughs> wait, if anybody was going to sign him, Chicago was. Shit, we have to resign anybody. <laughs> we don't have any receivers anymore. Yeah, like, Kevin White is y'all number exactly. one. Right. And we got to see what he's he can decent, do. though. We'll see. Since when? 
He has he, a plate. I was gonna say. Again, I was saying, since I, when is he decent? I was like, <laughs> he's gonna be decent. All right, but out of the three we just said, uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, uh, Odell Beckham, I would rank him Julio, Antonio, ODB. Um, but agree. now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, Julio is kind of injury prone, um, so I might have to knock him for that. And if that's the case, then I'm actually gonna go Antonio Brown, Julio, Odell. Okay. Not that any Not of the three are, are bad, but it's just that Julio tends to be injured a lot. I take Antonio Not number one. That. He's like the pedigree for yeah, consistency. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Like he getting triple team, double team, catching over safeties in traffic, on the outside. It's just, he yeah he be balling. So I mean yeah that's that's where we at with that. Um, WWE. We had the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, Ken actually watched it. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so you guys know I'm the casual fan. Um, this is literally the first pay-per-view that I watched in, like, <laughs> years. Shout out to Camille. I used her uh, her account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, hey, don't, don't let Vince know that. I mean, <laughs> you Vince, know they watching? Vince. Also... Shout Bring out to it. Nick because I let him use our account too because apparently Tim was going to but never sent Nick his password. <laughs> I did, oh, but I did send Nick my password. So How Nick, long? I get lying. An hour later? No, nah, I'm. You know, I got I got the transcript. It doesn't matter. I got the transcript. It doesn't matter. <laughs> can, continue with but your yeah. Okay. So money in the bank. All right. So money in the bank was it was pretty decent. Um, the match that had a better taste in my mouth was the women's um, um ladder match. Let me just cut you off for yeah, a go second. Ahead. I was really pissed off at the ending of that match, mm-hmm. um, not just because it ended abruptly, but because they kept billing it as this historic Money in the Bank match, which mm-hmm. it was, and then they let a man go up exactly. and grab Defeated. the Money in the Bank. Like, why would you do that? Like, it's the women's Money in the Bank match. How dare you have a man go up there and grab it? Like, that pissed me off to, like, the utmost degree, outside of the fact that it was a short, abrupt ending. Like, the match mm-hmm. itself was good leading up to it. Yeah. But then I was, I was watching. They like, took no. some nice bumps. They did. And I was yeah. like, no, he's <laughs> not gonna it, do yeah, it. it was actually better than I expected it to be. But it, it was like, after all of that hype, after everything that we saw, after all the bumps and bruises, to watch a guy go up there and get the get it for her. That was weak. Yeah, it was like weak as hell. And I was like, okay, that left a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. Um, other than that, I think the Randy Orton fight too kind of pissed me off. I'm yeah. a Randy Orton fan. I was just I, I was expecting RKO through the table was pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel him. Like I, Rick, as soon as I saw Ric Flair, I got geeked. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> hey, Ric should put point, hands on somebody. Exactly. That's why I was pissed. I was like, Ric Flair should have gave me a little more wolves, gave him a nature boy <laughs> chop or something or whatever. But overall, I think the the pay per view was pretty good. Um, like I said, like I was telling the guys before we started, um, me coming back, I think my favorite wrestler right now is probably AJ Styles. I really like dope. him. I think he's pretty, he's pretty dope. Yeah, the men's money in the bank match was everything I could have yeah. hoped for. Kevin Owens, dude. He was Man. He's a monster, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude is a beast. I'm liking him, too. Kevin Owens was a beast. Uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles stare down. Dude, that I, was epic. I would really hope that Vince would let us get that at WrestleMania. Just, any any new Japan wrestling style fans know that's like... We want it. We want <laughs> AJ. We want Shinsuke. We want him at WrestleMania. Make it happen. Make yeah. it worth something. Make one of them have the title. Let it be big. That that needs to be a WrestleMania moment. That doesn't need to be the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owen, 15 matches between. No. Let that start at WrestleMania. Like you said, for a title. Let for it build a, up. Let it be important. Let a it be a reason build. why they're doing that. Because that will be epic. Real quick tidbit about the Money in the Bank women's match, though. Um, if you guys didn't watch SmackDown last night. I did. Go ahead. Let them know what's going to happen. They, because of the fact, and they probably got a lot of uproar from the fans about them letting a man win the first Money in the Bank women's match for a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're going to actually have the rematch next next Tuesday on SmackDown. They're going to do the whole match all over again. Live. Money Live. Bank on SmackDown. Oh, really? On SmackDown. That's so a good they, look. They're going, and he, he's not going to be a factor until like one of the women has to go up there and win the ca- briefcase. So okay. if you haven't watched it, it should be interesting if, you like, if you're curious about women's but, wrestling. It, they're actually pretty good now. <laughs> but does that lose its, its like momentum or its yeah. luster because we're basically yeah. seeing the same thing again? That was my thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, that's that's a, I mean, it'll be good to finally see it, but it's like, we y'all, just, met, y'all messed did up. It the first right. time, yeah. yeah. Weeks of build-up. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't really have a problem with, like, in a vacuum, I wouldn't have a problem with Ellsworth being the one to go up and get the briefcase, like, if this was, like, the third or the fourth one. Exactly. It's the very like, first if one. It was, if it wasn't the first one, like, that would be a great way to get heat. But because it's the first time, it just looks like WWE was just you know like yeah. it, it they, looks they it was looks trolling bad. right like I have <laughs> little, no a little sexist like yeah. right it, it, I have no problem like I feel like they have to work on a different level now like because there are so many people that are like tuned in to like what's really going on like behind the scenes and stuff so they have to try to get people on that level they have to change that wild factor right um but. This isn't one of those times that you right. should have done it. Like Camille, you kind of went off and saying like you don't like Jinder Mahal, but like that was why I was okay with it because I felt like they were they're working on a different level. Like they the only way to really get heat on somebody is for them for the fans to feel like they didn't deserve it. I don't like Jinder Mahal not because of what he does or his in work or in ring work. It's because of how WWE is billing him. They're billing him as a heel because he's foreign. Yeah. That's what I have a problem. But with. also, like, is he necessarily a heel? No, like, that's that's the point. Like, right. let him. But be I mean, like, he, he can be a heel to racist white people. But he's kind <laughs> of like nothing he said has been heelish. Like, if you're a, like a person that actually like cares Doesn't for care minorities, diversity. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he. He's saying, like, you don't like me because I talk different. You don't like me because I look different. And as a black man, I'm like, go ahead, gender. Like, you you right. Like, they are, you know. So, like, to me, he's a face. And Randy Horton, Randy Orton is, (laughs) Randy Orton is an all lives matter. He is a support, yes. Supporter. So, like, he retweets David Clark. So, he's a heel to me. A quick aside. I'm sorry to interrupt. Hmm? Woj just tweeted. no, No trades, nothing like that. Uh, but apparently Phil Jackson said, quote, as much as we love this guy in regards to Porzingis, we have to do what's best for the club. I'm definitely bothered by him blowing off the meeting, which I'm guessing is refer- reference to his exit meeting. Yeah, he skipped mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Uh, so yeah. Phil yeah. out here. Just, as I was saying ego. <laughs> all day yesterday, the NBA is drunk and I'm here for the chaos. Like, I love it. <laughs> like, today has been kind of quiet. It's been like the hangover, like right. you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the hangover, and tomorrow I feel like, right now I feel like the NBA is like swearing off, like, I'll never drink again. <laughs> like, that's why it's so quiet today, but then tomorrow they're going to wake up and be like, let's get lit! <laughs> right. <laughs> like, tomorrow morning is just going to be like, bro, what Most happened last what? night? <laughs> but yeah, back to uh, okay. wrestling. So, I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem with gender. Uh, I think Money in the Bank was a decent pay-per-view. Um, got to interact with some cool people on Twitter, uh, tweeting through that event. Um, on Raw, Enzo and Cash broke up, and I was devastated. Um, Enzo looked really hurt. Like, he looked like... He cried. Yeah, so I saw one tear come down. He probably like, looked at his career. He had that Denzel Washington tear. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Enzo and Big Cass is a tag team um, that has a lot of energy. So to, How you doing? <laughs> to put it in a way that non-wrestling fans would get it, uh, Enzo is that friend you have who always talks a lot 
and barks a lot and gets you in all kinds of trouble, and then you got to go in there and fix the problem. Isn't that like a Looney Tunes or something? It's like the little, uh, the little bitty the little puppy chicken and, the, and oh. then the big, the exactly. big chicken, or, or maybe it's dogs. I don't know. It's some it's, type of animal it's where it's like a little one that's little always puppy. talking. Like, it is a dog, yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then the big one. Oh, Scrappy and Scooby. That's no. not the one, but nope, that's not Scrappy. Enzo like Scrappy. He is Scrappy Doo. That's what I call <laughs> Sam. I call Tim's wife Scrappy Doo all the time. Yeah. Um. And if me and Sam were Enzo and Cass, I'd be Cass because Sam be just yapping off. Love she you, writes bro. the checks that you have to cash. Yes, that's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> she's um, very Scrappy. Uh, she's a little firecracker. Though. She is. So they broke up. Um. Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass. <laughs> <laughs> me and Sam will never break up. How yeah. do you feel about the way that they did it, though? I loved it. I think everything that Cass... I mean, let me rewind. So, they were building it with Enzo and Cass being attacked backstage. It started off as Enzo being attacked, and nobody knew who his attacker was. And then Cass got attacked, quote-unquote. But it was all staged, we come to find out. Um, and then that's how it broke up, because Kurt Angle, the GM of Raw, said that he would call out whoever was doing the uh, attacks backstage. And then Cass confronted... or admitted that it was him. I didn't have a problem with it. I liked it a lot. It almost felt kind of uh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michael-like, just without a, a Without glass. a super kick through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like it would have been more effective, like, if it really came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like they... The build was too long? Yeah, like, they kind of I could see foreshadowed that. it a little too much. Yeah. And, like, to have him explain it before he actually kicks him in the face. <laughs> like, I feel like it should, like, Raw should end it with him kicking him in the face. And then next week he come out and explain why he did it. Right. You know, like, but whatever. I don't really care. I didn't, I don't like it. I, they're killing one of the tag teams. Because the tag team division is already kind of weak anyways. So they're, they're killing the tag team. And then they're also, um, they could, there was an exciting tag team at one point And they just, they never built on, granted, Enzo was always hurt. Enzo got hurt a lot. So he kind of killed their momentum for them, but they could have. They didn't capitalize on their when they were hot, and I think that's where they they kind of left a lot to be desired for that tag team. They were hot as crap in NXT. They were hot when they first came up, but they never capitalized on it. So I didn't. I didn't like it. They should have put the straps on them, but um, they didn't. Pause. Yeah, they didn't. So pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman. I can say what I want to say. Anywho, just real quick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is apparently working on an in-ring return. Just real quick, do you want Daniel Bryan to come back, yes or no? No. No. I would love to, but no. Realistically, no. I feel the same way, like I said about Kurt Angle. I just don't want him to get hurt or him to not look like himself. So I'm going to say no. Do you know the... Me, I know who he is, but I wasn't watching during that. I guess, no, he was the hey, hey, or whatever. Yes, yes, dude. What you would have loved to see is AJ Styles versus a healthy Daniel Bryan. Uh That would have been awesome. That That would have been an epic match. So Daniel, if you're listening, or if you if somebody you don't know is do listening, it. don't do Reconsider. it, bro. <laughs> we love you to death, but don't do it, bro. You got a baby now. All right, so we're gonna wrap that up. Um, I know Ken and Tim want to talk about the rookies in MLB real quick, who are lighting it up apparently. So I'm gonna pass our, them our weekly Aaron Judge segment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's warranted because dude is lighting up the league right now. Especially he got 24 home runs. He said that two weeks ago. He did. <laughs> but he is. It, it, okay, it is what okay, it is. Okay, so we always talk about his home runs. The, like, what are but his other numbers? The, like? I mean, it's not necessarily translating to wins for the Yankees, though. I guess that's the the main issue. But a, 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 
I mean, I'm saying, like, is he anything besides home runs? Like, does he hit for average? Is he a decent fielder? Like, what else What else is there about his game aside from he's being a, able to hit he's long a, home runs? He's a decent fielder. It's not like he, he's serviceable. I mean, he's a first base. So he's average. a rookie, though. He's also a rookie, so he's still building. And he's still getting mm-hmm. better. He, But I guess the main lore with him is his power for yeah. hitting. He's the average overall player, mm-hmm. but his hitting is, is ridiculous. Okay. Um, but it's a rookie that plays for the L.A. Dodgers, Cody, um, Cody Bellinger. Dude is like lights out. He just got called up maybe what fifty one days ago or something like that. Um, that was he, an accurate number. That was yeah, yeah it like literally <laughs> like fifty one days ago, and he already has um twenty two home runs with forty for forty nine. Yeah, yeah, he's like ridiculous, dude. And he hit ten home runs in ten games. Yeah, he so he's like clowning. yeah, he is clowning right now. His bat is like ridiculously hot. Everything is bouncing right off the bat. There, so. Wow, you good? Okay. <laughs> so the the question, I guess the the question that. I wanted to ask was they both were asked to participate in the home run derby and they Aaron Judge was like eh, it's not something I really thought about I might consider it later uh, I, for the fans why not they're gonna do it I mean I don't watch the home run derby as it is like I, I, I get the appeal of it but it, it does not excite me I don't know. I, I'm more excited to see a home run in game than I am with the pitcher I, just giving you. And I get that. You know, a fastball over the middle that you're gonna try to see how far you're knocking mm-hmm. off the park. I think it's interesting though, because the home run derby, the guys that you like, dude, he's been killing with the home runs, aren't the ones that typically win. Yeah, don't really. Yeah, do. <laughs> those are the interesting things about the home that. run derbies. Mm-hmm. I know but, I did hear, hear something like years ago. I think when Prince Builder was in it, they were saying that. It's different. It's different because, like, and you, it messes up your swing because yep. you're trying to hit home runs yeah. versus just trying swing. to get contact. Right. So they start um, golfing the ball a lot during yeah, after the home why run derby. A lot of times you see guys, their numbers kind of dip in the second half of the season because they messed up their swing. Brewers are still number one. Yes, they are. Yeah. Shout out to them. I'm two surprised. games. Oh, it's only two games now? Mm. Yeah, they're on the two game losing streak, and then the Cubs are winning. Pittsburgh has been winning. Brewers, you're, you're doing all right. Looking forward to seeing y'all uh, next weekend. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch on the U.S. Open, uh, the golf championship since, since it was in Wisconsin at Aaron Hills. Uh, it was a PR nightmare for the most part. Um, they had an E. coli at a water station. They had uh, a blimp crash and explode. Then they had a spectator die at the course. Um, yeah. Which was wild, um, but the crazy thing to me about it is that they actually flipped that death into a PR Not, positive. Well, yeah, they produced this gorgeous video with the family of that man who was 94 years old, who had lost his wife, I believe, three days before. Jesus. And they made this touching video about how much he enjoyed his time there. They had the pictures. They were showing the course. The family was all there, linked up together, and it was just beautiful. And it was like, wow, golf is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it was a like it was a PR nightmare. I just wanted to applaud the folks at Aaron Hill and the USGA for being able to turn that into a positive experience. So, anybody have anything else to add to that? No, I'll leave it to Wisconsin uh, to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, tech top five. Yes. This is going to be fun. So it is. You have last week's. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm ready to get into. So last week we did uh, the top, well, Tech File Five, uh, worst NFL jerseys. So I'm going to read off five that we had from some loyal listeners. Um, Elijah Price on Twitter at David Dunn Twenty One. 
His list was Panthers, Titans, Jags, Bucks, Browns. And then he also said the Fear the Deer set, which isn't relevant. And also the Fear the, De- Fear the Deer set for the Bucks is amazing. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we also had Delvin Stevenson at Delvin Stevenson on Twitter. Uh, number five was the Ravens all black uniform, which surprised me because I think those are pretty clean. Those are nice. Uh, the Patriots, the Jaguars, because they have the worst helmets ever. The Bears orange jerseys, which I forgot all about, and they are hideous. And number one, he had the Bucks. Um, then we also had a guy named O.J. Mayo, not the actual NBA player O.J. Mayo. <laughs> Is that the one that asked me if I was effing stupid? No, that's no, somebody else. No, that was somebody else. Uh, that was at Jarvis Evans um, on Twitter, um, and he said his list would be the Bills, the Browns, the Titans, the Jets, and Tampa Bay. So his list was pretty similar to Ken's, actually. Um, then we had uh, Reve on Facebook. What's up, Vey? Slim. Um, his list was the Bears, those damn Jags color rush, the <laughs> Packers throwbacks, the Broncos, and then the Browns, who will always have the ugliest jerseys. The Broncos were actually my honorable mention. Mention team? Yeah. yeah, those are not clean. They haven't changed their jerseys right. like, and that's since they're Elway. Out, they're outdated. Yeah, they're super outdated. And I like them like when they first introduced them, but... Yeah. But yeah, uh, and then Dwayne uh, Sparks on Facebook, uh, his number five was the Packers color rush because he was really hoping for a yellow, all yellow goal, so he called him Peeps. Uh, what? For, yeah, he wanted to call him he Peeps. He wanted to call us Peeps. So, <laughs> Let, pre- so boo you, sir. Dwayne is a Vikings fan. Oh, okay. So, there. Uh, four, he had the Jags, <laughs> their color rush. Uh, three was any Browns combination. Two was the Spandex Ravens, which is their all-black uniform set. Okay. And then he had, at number one, the Bumblebee Steelers. So, okay. thank you all for participating. Shout we out. Love thank it. you, guys. We love it. Um, this week, we are doing something a little different. The hashtag will be Tech Top 5 once again. But this is a Tech Top 5 dinner party. And we are going to give you the five people who we would love to have dinner with, sport figures, dead or alive. <laughs> so, Tim? You, I'm sorry, you start. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, fine. <laughs> you should have um, been prepared. I should have. I'm not even going to lie to you. This just came off the dome, but there's cats that I thought that what else is very Why interesting. Why is that surprising? It would be very interesting to have dinner with. Um, number five for me would be Deion Sanders. Okay. okay. Prime I think time. Deion would be wild, but he could drop some knowledge at the same time. The Did y'all see his tell. retirement speech? Yes. Yeah. It was wild. It I was like, forever. I like, dude, it was. But it was dope. And but Dion was a little wild too, so I was like, I, I can I can see Dion. Okay. Um, though I really hate I don't hate him. I appreciate him. I like him a lot, but I hate the way he plays sometimes. LeBron, would okay. be number four. Okay. I'll give you that because he didn't see he, that coming. He seems like off the court. He does a lot of business stuff. He's a really intelligent dude. He does mm-hmm. a lot of okay. you know community things. So it, it would be nice to actually have a conversation with him outside of basketball. Cool. Okay. Um, number three, I got the New Day. They seem like they'd be fun as hell to kick it with. I don't know if they count as a... <laughs> See, it's a, they, they're, they're stable. They got to come together. I'll it's let like it left count because right I have one like that too. It's, so. it's left and right twigs. They got Fine. Left and right twigs. So, uh, the New Day, I thought they would be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, his name escapes me right now. And I don't know. Mike Tomlin. That's his name. I, oh, really? On my, on my, on my thing, I got Steelers coach. But okay. Mike Tomlin, <laughs> he just seemed like he real down to earth, real cool, real smooth dude. Like, like talking to Mike Tomlin would be, again, I, I, I'm my mindset is cats that I think would 
be able to help educate and I can learn some things from, but also would be like real cool to kick it with. Um, and lastly, I think Dwayne Johnson would be like a ball to kick it with. Okay. Honestly, I mean, granted, he'd be getting pretty deep too, but <laughs> dude, can I you just imagine the energy in that room, dude. Like Tim, the Rock, <laughs> the Deion New Day, Sanders, <laughs> New Day, dude. Our party would be lit, though. Like we wouldn't be eating nothing. We'd just be laughing and joking and talking the whole time. All right, Eric, who you got? And give us your whys too. That's kind of interesting with it. Okay, okay. Uh, like in real life, it will probably just be a bunch of like NBA like reporters and stuff, just because like they have all the rumors and all the back behind the scenes stuff hey man it's your list you no I, I'm, I don't want that because I actually okay. want like people on it but I'm just saying like in real life it would be like Zach Lowe and Amin El Hassan and people like that so anyway um, so five was Adam Silver for pretty much the same reason just because like I'm mm-hmm. really interested in the inner workings of the NBA and being a commissioner and stuff I mean I don't necessarily want to be the condi- commissioner no, I'm but like, like his job yeah like it's it's really interesting interesting to me how all that stuff works that I get to see like just the the structure of the league damn it my phone went out (laughs) (laughs) uh five is kareem abdul jabbar really Uh, yeah because he is probably one of the smartest yeah he's um athletes at least from the outside looking in um he's lived a lot he was in the nba for a long time he's um really in he was really into the civil rights movement um Obviously, he did a lot with the nation. He, well, not the nation, <laughs> but with the, yeah. <laughs> um, State of Islam. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, so that would just be interesting. Like, he also has, like, you know, he spent a lot of time in Milwaukee, so he knows, like, what Milwaukee was like in the 60s and or 70s um, and can give me, like, a that little bit more background on that. Yep. Uh, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is three. Um, you got a, you got a real woke. I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. They're changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, for a lot of the same reasons, like just because, like he, yeah, because he woke. Basically. Yeah, like I don't really like that word, but like it would be a, a deep conversation. It would be about issues and y'all saving the world at that table, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my phone keeps going out. Who's so three, so two is Skylar Diggins. I am not that woke because I just want to have dinner with Skylar <laughs> Diggins. Skylar. <laughs> Hi, Skylar. And then one is my tag team, and that's Martellus and Michael Bennett. Because, okay, the again, Bennett they're brothers. they're really smart and interesting people that can give me, like, a different perspective on things. Yeah, you got the – Tim had the energy party. Mm-hmm. Eric had the woke party. Well, I'm a nerd, so <laughs> – Mine is, really mine is more in line stuff. with Tim, and I just changed mine a little bit because we're doing yes, duos. Did. So, uh, that scribble was already there, just so you know, Mike, you're looking at my paper. Um, <laughs> on my dinner party, first, I need to have Serena Williams in there okay. because she is just amazing, and I feel like she'll be really fun to actually just sit down and have some drinks with and talk to. Um, and she'd be twerking with Beyonce. Like, how can you not want to have dinner with somebody <laughs> who twerks with Beyonce? Just call me when she starts twerking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, since we're doing duos, I want to have dinner at my dinner party, uh, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill, because they are a duo. That's yeah. dope. Shout out to the six. Like, those two together are just amazing to exactly. meet. And I would love to meet up with them sometime and play spades and drink Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they would be down exactly. for the cause. Um, Shout out to them. Definitely. Especially Jamel Hill. Like, she's like a hero to That's me. a bae, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, at my dinner party, I would have The Rock. 
Um, of course you would. Of course you would. I mean, okay, yeah, he's fine, but I don't even look at him like that no more. Okay. Because I'm in love with the Usos. Okay. She just want to smell what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. <laughs> is it strudel? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it's like what Tim was saying. Like, Dwayne Johnson is, he's like intelligent, he's funny, he just he just seems like a good person to be around. Hmm. Um, I would also have another repeat from Tim's list, and that would be Deion Sanders. Primetime is my favorite football player of all time, and he like he would be fun to have dinner with, some drinks with. And number one, I want Michael Jordan there because I just want him to be drunk and just kick, just let it all out, just be BSing all <laughs> night, just just talk your talk cash stuff, Jordan, just just be rich, man. So that'd be my dinner. All right, so mine is kind of kind of interesting, especially with this number five. Everybody go be like, what the hell? OJ Simpson, number five. That's Whoa, maybe, you gonna ask him mm. if he did it? I just, I just feel like, like honestly, like you seriously, a couple jinks to let it out. Yeah, I'm asking like how, like you know, if he did it, but just watching, like he was like in his own world, dude. Like he was like the most beloved athlete back in the day. Like white people fucking loved OJ Simpson <laughs> because he hated us. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I just want to just you know want to keep it real with I me, just you. see what's up, you know. So OJ Simpson number five, uh, number four, like Deion Sanders. Prime time, like just kicking it with dude, it'll be definitely dope. I feel like the stories that he could tell right. with like, oh Michael Irvin and all them, like doing coke and all this type of stuff. <laughs> like the know, road trip as the cowboy or the yeah, cowboys. Oh my god. I think just the stories that he could tell would be pretty dope. Um number three, Walter Payton. Um okay, just because okay. he's like one of my one of my favorite players of all time. It'll be pretty dope to and then he was, you know, championship bear, so the only one. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, Kobe Bryant. Of course, of course you would. Of course. Um, I was waiting. <laughs> I was, I, number I was one. waiting on Kobe. I was waiting on it. So Kobe number two, for obvious reasons, I'm a huge Kobe fan. Kobe, you know, has been a, a huge part of my you life. Ignore your ass all night. Watch. Uh, you said what? <laughs> no, I would. I would welcome that. No, I'm not gay. I don't think Kobe <laughs> sexy none of that. But Kobe, it'd be that'd be definitely be cool. Um, and then number one, Jackie Robertson. Um, okay. I think Jackie Robb would be cool. Um, definitely just the time that he he basically changed, like, not even just sports, but, like, the world, you know, mm-hmm. that showed that a black man can actually, you know, take over, you know, actual sport mm-hmm. and actually be not just not just being the first black person, but being, like, the man. Like, yeah. he was, like, the best. Yeah. So, you know, talking to him and, you know, talking about everything that he went through and stuff like that. And plus, he's one of my favorite athletes ever as well. Um, so Jackie Robertson at number one. Tight. I like that. So let us know what your tech top five dinner party would be. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what those reactions are going to be. That's going to be fun to see. <laughs> Dude over there watching the uh, <laughs> car racing. Cars three on his phone. Um, Cars three. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what y'all got to say for y'all tech top five dinner party. And let us know what you think about our list, too, because I'm curious to see whose dinner party y'all would actually go to. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, I want to know that. Whose I'm, party would you go to? Whose party? Because we go to y'all go come to mine because OJ. Don't want to be with OJ killing. Me. <laughs> Ain't no. Uh, Why the white women come? We straight. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Kobe go side eye you all night. Hey, chill out, bro. <laughs> he don't need no. He don't need white women at the party either. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> he be bend, bending them over on chairs and stuff. <laughs> but hey, yeah. but when he was in court though, he was balling. Okay. Damn, I mean, you got Jackie, too, because, I mean, white women really, Jackie probably wouldn't mess with them either. Damn, no white women allowed to your party. <laughs> hey, man. Okay, anyway. Anywho, <laughs> I don't dis- discriminate, by the way. We don't. We know. 
And okay, so we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I know Eric had wanted to give some parting words before we uh, gave, Talk our, your ish. gave our shout outs and social media handles. Let, let me let me put my drink down. Oh, so you copying? That drink has been I'm empty for saying. about an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could say something. He's doing his petty pose right now. Petty pose. <laughs> like I said at the beginning, easy because that is your name now. That is what you choose to go by. You, you're looking at Tim right now. I know, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, easy. I'm addressing you in the camera and on the microphone. You are not Eric anymore. You, you made that choice. Ooh. Yeah. You made it. Oh. Because my name on this show is Eric. <laughs> Your name on that show is easy. With so the you suits. Are, right. Easy with the suits. You already knew you weren't Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so don't come at me talking about I'm some 2.0, like I'm some off-brand. Mm. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Easy Stewart. <laughs> Damn, oh, the government? Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> don't do it to him. <laughs> you, sir, are the number two. The. The number two. So this is the Eric J signing off. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, double underscore Eric J. I'm on Facebook, Eric J, because I am Eric J. The hey. Eric but shout out, Rant uh, over. Definitely shout out to the uh, Sweats and Suits podcast. Y'all do great work. Shout out to my boy Seth out there who uh, really helped me out when I was thinking about even starting this show. I mean, he didn't want to throw, throw more shots than Eric, though, but I'm, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave it. Gonna hey, leave he that? had to put his drink down. Yeah. He so had to put down so next drink. time... My name is in your mouth. Oh, oh, oh! Tell him. Let's go. Tell him. I'm a sick can. I mean, I'm a sick Tim on you. Oh, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna sign off or whatever. I'm the point guard of crying in this. I'm just. I'm a helpless bystander. Okay. Um, I'm signing off. You can find me at, at Camille Monet on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. All three of mine are the exact same. Again, Tim Kins three. I'm not changing no more. Same thing. It is what it is. It be what it be. Oh, <laughs> uh, K Harris um, two sixteen on Twitter. Um, K Harris underscore D A underscore gentleman on Instagram. On Instagram, um, K Harris two sixteen Snapchat. Hit me up. I'll follow you back. He's team follow back. Yeah, team follow back <laughs> all day. Let's Eric already it. signed off. He, ain't right. Eric, Eric got the he dropped the mic. On the he dropped the mic out here. <laughs> he dropped the headphones. Well, we're going to take off. Tim, take us home. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs>